Hey, what's up, everybody? This is another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. I have my esteemed guest uh, with me, Kevin Wembley. Uh, Kevin has recently put out a hip hop project, had a great, amazing album. He agreed to be on the show. Uh, so I just wanted to have the opportunity to connect with them. So, Kevin, how you doing? I feel good, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man, in the midst of everything and kind of this uh, new world, uh, this post-COVID-19 world. You know, I can't complain. Uh, God's been good. I wanted to connect with you, man, because you went through, uh, you know, this this entrepreneurial route, right, um, and, and really starting your own label. Uh, and then I remember you made the status, you know, hey, look, I started my own label. Y'all come support. And then the bottom fell out. Literally, it was like the next day everything got shut down. So how did you get, how did you go from having your career, deciding to really put your chips all in and then where you are now? My label on Valentine's Day. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I started my label on um, Valentine's Day, well, the day before Valentine's Day. And then I dropped a music video on Valentine's Day. And literally two weeks later, the whole world shut down. So for me, what I did was planning to do for uh, March. Ended up getting pushed back to what's about to happen in June. I actually just finished my second project. But um, starting to lay, a lot of people think that I did it because, like, I want to sign people and stuff like that. That's going to come later. Like, I've been putting thousands of dollars into my music for a long time. And people don't understand, like, when you're independent, even like let's say I put out one song with a music video, uh, the beat is probably because um, I buy exclusive rights to everything that I put out because if it blows up, I don't want to be sued. So a lot of people just find stuff YouTube and start rapping, or they'll find a, a producer, their friend, or something, and get a beat and start rapping. Sometimes I mean I have dudes who will send me beats, but for me, for starting the label, for the business, because now all the new money that I put into my music. Uh, Gas to drive to the video, uh, studio time, beats, uh, videos, all of that. It goes as copyright. So now, when I do my taxes coming on the beginning of next year, all of that stuff I'll finally get back. I've never got money back. You know, I have before because uh, forty thousand people streamed my first project. I was excited about that. You know what I mean? I got some money off of that, but I never had my business intact. That was my real reason for starting it now as I build this brand and build the brand of high quality music, then I'll focus on signing other people. But when COVID happened, everything just got pushed back. I mean, I knew the world was on hold. Just because the world don't hold, that, that don't make you stop working. You know what I mean? It's just like, even if you had a job, a desk job, they're going to send you home, but you still want to work, though. And once the world opens back up, you're going to come back. So it's the same thing with us. Like, uh, when you're doing music a lot, like a lot of live shows and stuff, and do concerts too, but I'm sure every artist has still been making music. Some people had to just go the digital route now and start putting out stuff digitally. One thing I realized about music, though, like in 2020, people want to buy into you. Like in music, people are buying into you, your personality, everything. So when you drop music, they'll pay attention. If they don't know you, they're not going to be your best. You know what I mean? So as long as people are seeing me, whether that's on a, in person doing the show, which it hasn't been since COVID, I've been put up, or on the internet, you know, people are still seeing me. If you log into your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook, and you seeing Casey Wembley, whatever, you're still seeing my name, which is still promoting me. So when I drop music, it'll still be 
in front of you. Well said, well said. So and you touched on it really having that personal connection with your audience really being your, your selling point. But how did you get there? Uh, I know you, maybe people on the show, people are watching streaming may not know your background. Um, You know, you and me both grew up in the grand old church. um, Mm -hmm. And that has been an interesting development. How did you go from, you know, being involved in the first family uh, to this ministry led family to now, you know, really pushing something that 20 years ago we would have been brought to the altar for. And it's not that it was right or wrong. It's just a lot of ignorance that has happened. Right. So tell me about that uh, evolution. Yeah, for me, it was a lot of mental bondages that I had to break myself. Not break myself, but it took time. You know what I mean? You know how we grew up. And I still respect and believe the way that we grew up. I think a lot changed for me. Like, I was so sheltered and busted, you know, me and you, going, you know how it feels. Like, convocation, we seven services in one week. A lot of people don't understand that, you know what I mean? I grew up playing the drums my brother is um, deeply invested in church, you know, still to this day. For me, when I went away to college, it kind of opened my brain. Like, I've always been interested in music, you know what I mean? Um, I wasn't allowed to listen to hip-hop in my house, in my household. I started sneaking and doing it my senior year of, of high school. So I'm in my mom's house. You know, I'll be listening to is Ty Tribbett and Kurt Franklin, and that's all I know, you know what I'm saying, Fred Hammond. And then... I started looking up stuff on. Now, obviously, I heard the worldwide songs, like the big songs, the big hip hop songs that you can't escape whether you listen to hip hop or not. But I started getting invested because I used to like growing, like growing up on the west side. Like a lot of times, I know you know this, but a lot of people don't know. Like growing up on the west side, I always used to rap, but it always used to be like this gospel or something funny. You know what I'm saying? I never thought about taking rap seriously. Like you know, I went and got my whole master's degree before I started playing. You know what I mean? Like in my head, it was kind of like I would never do this seriously. It would always be fun. You know what I mean? Because every when I'm looking at hip hop, it's like one thing about me: I can't, I don't lie. I do my best to like be as pure as possible myself. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm seeing people with colorful dreads and face tattoos, and I'm thinking that that's the direction of hip hop, but it's not. Hip hop is really two sided, and everybody who is really themselves, the people that I look are themselves. You get your people like Kendrick Lamar, like Chance the Rapper, J. Cole, Drake. Those dudes are not fans and they're not like hood rappers either. They're just themselves. And they're huge. They're the ones who are actually the the face of hip-hop. Right. You know what I mean? So but so you actually have to look deeper and you gotta realize that the world has seven billion people in it. And with technology and everything today, could like connect directly to your audience. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's 500 people or 500 million people, there's still an audience. And the biggest way to promote music now is still word of mouth. You share a video. I've dropped videos that did 10,000 views just off the fact of 400 people sharing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I understand. Like, for me, it was more so of, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it and really be myself. And I knew a lot of things. I wasn't showing who I really was to my family out of respect, you know what I'm saying? Because I would never disrespect them. So when I come back home and they see I got earrings and they see that I'm tatted and they see that, I, you know what I'm saying? They know that I'm changing, but we're not having these conversations. You know what I'm saying? But I just decided that I'm going to be myself and do me. And I know how we was growing up. And people, like, even with this next project, a lot of people see, 
like church has always been part of my life. You know what I'm saying? So that's a part of my story that I'm not hiding. I right. just, but it's just not church people realizing that that's not the only part of my story. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that's happened in my life. A lot of things that's changed me. A lot of things that made me who I am. You know what I'm saying? And like you heard my first project, like anybody who heard it, like I got a song on there called Get It Made. And like growing up, I were like, it's weird because it's like we feel like, oh man, if I do this, I'm gonna die and go to hell. You know what I'm saying? That's how I always think, and I realize that's like a bondage mentality. A lot of people might not agree with that, you know what I'm saying? But that's how I feel. So it's like a lot of times when I went away to school, I couldn't really decipher the difference between God and church. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing all of this because I don't want to disappoint my family. I'm doing all of this because it's right, but is it really about following a rule well, not disappointing the people you love or actually having a connection with God? I feel like I never had a connection with God. I was speaking in the youth churches and stuff, really just trying to be like Lewis. Because I, I remember. Yeah, because I, I, I'm saying that this is like I'm 16 years old. You know what I'm saying? And my brother's doing this, and this is all I know. But then when I went away to school, I'm realizing that that's not, not really me. And the thing that I have to come to terms with it, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be yourself. You, I would rather be the only in first me than a duplicate of somebody else, which is what led me on this journey to actually taking music. That makes sense. W- would you say that the one of the struggles, um, before I go to my next question, in the way we grew up is that we didn't have a choice? Right. To, right. So it's like they saw something or they wanted to see something and you had to do it. You had to play drums. Lewis had to preach. I had to preach. Right. You know, so, but it right. wasn't like, was it ever asked, hey, you know, what if you just wanted to be, I don't know, Usher, like, you know, something that has nothing to do with the mainstream view of what the organization is. That question right. was never asked. Right? right. And the struggle of I have other talents that might not fit your view of me, but it's right. still a God given ability. Exactly. But gifts and calls coming out without repentance. You don't have to be in the church to. I mean, a lot of people are gifted, as you see, who don't even believe in God. So it's like for me, I think another question. I, yes, you're right, but it was never asked of me. It's kind of like this: if you choose something and that's all that you've ever seen, are you choosing it because out of obligation or because you actually want to? Like I like now, I meet so many Christians who studied every religion, and then they chose Christianity. I love that. Rather than I grew up in church, and I don't know nothing about anything else, this is why I'm you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, and see, that was more so in my thing. Like, when I went away to school, I realized it's like, yeah, and, I, and I'm still a Christian. I don't believe in anything other religion or anything like that. Yeah. But it was good to, like, get exposed to any everything that the world has to offer and still be able to stick to my beliefs growing up, you know what I mean, the foundation. So for me, I honestly never really wanted to be anything in church. Like, I never wanted to be a pastor. I never wanted to be a preacher. Like, I love playing the drums, you know what I'm saying? I would right. do that. Me and Kiara would do that. Lewis played the organ. But, like, I never had a desire to be in the pulpit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I never had, like, that's my brother's thing. And he's really well at it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But for me, that's just not what I wanted to do. Now, the way I grew up in my family, they hear that now they understand. But if I would have said that back then, that would have been blasphemy. Oh, I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, I know for myself, uh, the struggle with, hey, just because I'm good at it doesn't necessarily mean I'm called to do it. 
Right. And just because, you know, my grandfather might do this, you know, we might be both light skin involved, but Cody Kelly is a completely different animal. You know, right. Right. You know so I, I totally, I totally understand. Like, I don't have to inherit your responsibility. You right. know, that's completely you at the end of the day. My faith, I'm still there. I still believe I right. still love. I'll still serve. But there's a completely different area that I'm trying to reach with God being still in my focus and worship. Like this. Yeah. Like, you I know what I'm saying? What you're doing right now. Like, even like, I know you grip really heavy at the politics too, right? Yeah. Growing up, I mean, church of politics might go hand in hand a little bit, but it's like, there's other avenues that you can reach outside of the four walls. Some people call to preach, some people call to teach, some people call not to do anything, but you're still going to reach the amount of people that you're supposed to reach being yourself and doing what you feel like. Let, let me tell you something. I didn't reach so many people through music, and that's not, not even trying to cap on live. Like, so many people, one thing I don't do is I don't, like, I know in hip-hop, that's a big thing to, like, fake it until you make it. Me, I wanted my, my stuff to be organic. You know what I mean? I wanted to drop something and people connect to it and reach out to me. I'm not the type of person, like as you can see on my social media, I don't post music 24 seven because here's the thing. If you make it quality and you post it, people are, people are listening. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to drop some every week and tag a hundred people and for them to know that you're serious about music. If anything, you're gonna annoy people. Like for the most part, like for me, it's just like, okay, focus on the product, and my thing that I'm focusing on now is marketing. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes a lot of marketing takes you to keep reposting. But that's one thing I'm realizing as I'm like studying marketing and things like that. But I feel like if you make the product quality, which is why I tried to call myself, which is why I did brand myself as high quality music, like when you post it, it's going to promote itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. definitely. Let's share focus. Um, mm-hmm. Hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we grew up, I've always been a fan of hip hop. First hip hop album was actually Missy Elliott, The Real World, uh, 1997. Mm-hmm. My brother got Ready uh, ready to Die by Biggie and Tupac. So he had the two albums I was going to oh, purchase. Wow. So I bought this. My mother found out we bought it because, you know, my dad didn't care. You know, but <laughs> my mother right. found out we bought it, threw our hip hop albums out the window. But I've loved hip hop forever, Right. Right. But the sound has changed, right? And when you think of what's going on, you think of the Ahmaud Aubrey, you think of the George Floyds, you think of just mass uh, police brutality and and hunting of just black people, whether it's Breonna Taylor or whoever. What is the sound of hip hop now, right? Because Bling Bling doesn't, it's not that it's not a great song, it's just, it doesn't fit what the current state of the world is. What is that future sound of hip hop? Right, I think... Now, people always say social media, I think it kind of made the world flat because now what's going on in Alaska, you can see it right from your cell phone. You know what I'm saying? It used to be promoted by the news, and that's why radio was losing its power because now we have streaming. You get in your car. You know what I mean? I think that hip-hop future state is whatever the individual wants it to be because it's out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, People have always made music that wasn't about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, back in the 90s and the early 2000s, music actually had purpose. Music actually had a message in it. You know what I mean? And now there are just as many artists who still making music with messages. It's just the industry isn't only promoting the BS because 
it's an agenda behind that if you act. But I think the future of hip hop, like I, I don't expect any of these current rappers to really talk about what's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't really expect a rapper like I mean there's still a few, but the majority mass rappers, a lot of people like this is the microwave generation. People care about melody and they don't really care about content anymore. It's really all about the quick, easy melody, you know what I'm saying, that you can play in the club or you can play in the car that's going to make people get hyped. It's like people only focus on one emotion, and that's turned up right now when you have hundreds of emotions that you can make music. You know what I'm saying? So I think the future of hip-hop is whatever the individual wants it to be, but you just got to do some searching. Now, I think that on the mainstream level, I think that the agenda they're going to keep pushing is making the kids younger and younger and dumber and dumber. You know what I'm saying? Promoting a lot of promethazine and things like that. But I think one, another discrepancy of hip-hop is like, even like I hear, I don't know nobody who's under 25 that's like a J. Cole fan. Now, mind you, J. Cole is like 35 now. Right. Now, I was getting into hip-hop when I was late teens. J. Cole was like 27, 28. You know what I mean? It was about five years ago. I'm 27. So, we love him. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, 95% of his fan base are 25 and up. It's like us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But a lot of times the hip-hop people always say, you know what I'm saying, uh, the youth run the uh, hip-hop. And I kind of disagree with that because they act like just because there's a new wave, the people who still love J. Cole aren't still here. We're still listening to hip-hop. We're just older now. You know what I mean? So people usually focus on that like 15 to 23, 24 range. But Forget about us 25 to 35 range. Like, we're not still hundreds of millions of people. You can still reach your audience. You just have to be intentional with the brand. So I think that for the future of mainstream hip-hop, they're still going to focus on those 16, 21-year-olds because they know whatever they tell them on the radio they're going to do is going to raise the crime rate. People are not going to have no identity. People are going to start just doing whatever. Like, as you can see, the times currently change, and you can always see how the youth adapt to it. You know what I mean? And it's because they don't have no guidance. Us, 25 and up, we're like, and I'm not saying people under 25 don't have guidance, but I'm saying the majority of the people, like when you're a teenager, you're following the trends. Us, that's grown men, we create the trends, and we create whatever trends we're going to follow, and we don't follow trends, you know what I'm saying? We do whatever we want to do. Like, you're you're married, you have a, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to probably listen to NBA young boy because his content is not going to relate to what you're going through in your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw this thing going around. It was comparing NBA young boy to Jordan Lucas. And for me, it's like it's all about the content. NBA young boy is going to seem bigger because he's going to relate to the what's going on, like a whole bunch of good dudes killing people, doing stupid stuff. That's his crowd. You know what I'm saying? Jordan Lucas is more thought out, more clever. A lot of people can't relate to that. You're going to find older people who actually have sense and listening to the content and care about what you're saying, you know what I'm saying, that's going to listen to him. So I think the future of hip-hop mainstream is going to continue to decline. That's what I personally But yeah. I think that if you really love music, there's hundreds and thousands of artists who are speaking what can relate to you, and it's up to you to find it. That's true. That's true. Talk to me about this, the real process of entrepreneurship. You've made a status... Uh, when you started your label, you sold your car, right? When you put that first project out, you made all these sacrifices. How many, correct the people that they think that all you got to do is make one cool TikTok video, blow up, and you got a made in shade. 
Tell us about that real entrepreneurial grind every single day. Yeah, yeah, and that that's a great question because a lot of people care about going viral, but it's not intentional. Like this is how I look at it. When I first moved to Atlanta, right, I would see certain people like that I saw on Instagram before I moved out there, and you will see them with a million followers, and you're like, oh my God, they're so lit, and then you realize, and it's not to shame anybody, but this is just what I was realizing, that a lot of those people, you know, don't have real money, or they're working the same dead-end jobs as everybody else, or they're sleeping on people's couches and stuff like that, and here's the thing, a lot of people don't know, perception is, is not reality. Like, a lot of people want to be lit. A lot of people don't want to be paid. A lot of people don't know what it takes. And a lot of people don't know that just because you go viral don't mean it's going to transcend into your music. You know what I'm saying? So as an entrepreneur, for me, I focus on reaching the people that I can reach. I can't look to the left or to the right of me. You know what I'm saying? Because what he's doing, I might know, this is not to shame nobody, I might know his real situation and know that even though he's popular right now, I would never want to be in that situation. You know what I'm saying? And because once a new popular person come out, the label's going to shelve you and you're not going to be able to drop music. You see it all the time. A lot of these young dudes are signed for $200,000, which is a loan that you're going to have to pay back. You know what I'm saying? And the next thing you know, they're, they're worldwide famous. They're huge. They can't get out of their deal. They can't make music that they want to make. They got to make music that the label tells them to make because the label is going to have people make music about what's going on, the trend. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I don't look at people in hip hop like, man, I wish I was, I wish I know. I'm reaching people that I'm supposed to reach and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like, I feel like being an entrepreneur, people don't understand that on the back end, it takes so much sacrifice. Like, definitely as an independent artist, if you're doing it right. Like, for me, I, I went and got a brand new car. I was paying $500 a month. And on top of that, $1,000 of rent. I mean, thankfully, I had my master's degree and I was making pretty good, really good money in my in my field of study that I went to school for. And I can only imagine people who aren't doing that. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of my money was going to stuff that wasn't promoting my music. Like, when I'm getting my check, I have to pay rent. I have to do this. I have to do this. Like, even the grind I'm on right now, I found a, a side job. And, and when I first seen it, you know, I did it in college. And I'm like, man, this only pays $15 an hour. But then I had to realize there's no cap on overtime. and $15 an hour after 40, $22 an hour. And if there's no cap on overtime, you could work 100 hours a week and get a $4,000 check every two weeks that could really help. You could pay $2,000 to pay your bills or whatever. And now you got $2,000 left over to promote your music. And you don't have to do 200 hours every two weeks, but you can do what you need to do to get to where you need to be. People don't realize it takes so much money. If I put out one video... I've spent over a thousand dollars, three hundred for the beat, three hundred, four hundred dollars for the exclusive rights for the beat, two hundred dollars for studio time, mixing and mastering, and all that stuff. And one music video is always between five hundred and seven hundred dollars, just for me to put something out there for people to see if they like it or not. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't understand. Like you're gonna have to continuously put thousands of dollars into yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's not about making a TikTok video. You can do that too. That's the market. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you want to do, but make sure you have your brand intact. You're actually doing what you're supposed to do to push it. Like intentional steps forward. It's not about step forward. It's, a, it's not about taking steps if it's to the left or to the right. It's about intentional steps forward. That's what I, how I look. Because if I get if I get on uh, 
somebody's social media and they doing TikTok, 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 and then they drop some music. I might pay attention for the first time, but here's the thing. You can market all you want to. If the music isn't quality, people aren't going to see You know what right. I mean? No, that makes sense. Intentional steps. I know, uh, I mean, you hit on it. People don't realize even this platform isn't free, right? We put so right. much energy and resource into providing something on the hope that you you gravitate towards it, right? right. And then we don't see a return for years, you know, like, you know, but I'm glad you hit on it. Well, look, I appreciate it. What do you have in the pipeline right now? I know you dropped that one last year. I know you've been working. What's going on right now? Well, right now, as of last week, I have a little more time to do because I recorded my music, but I still have to get a mixed master. I am about to drop my second project, and my focus on this marketing, like I said, my first one did 40,000 um, 40, strings, I mean, and I'm very grateful for that, you know what I'm saying? And it took over time. It wasn't media. You know what I mean? For this next one, my goal is to reach 100,000 people. That's what I have down. That's what I want to, you know what I'm saying? Whether because I've had people hear my stuff and then reach out to me Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. And man, I don't know who you are, but just don't touch me. Da, 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 da. And I'm really thankful about that. But a lot of my support comes from the people who either knew me on this path, such as yourself, as I've grown up, who I've met, or people over the internet or whatever. But right now, I have to work to my second project about to drop, and I'm going to focus on promoting that. And I took my time with this one to really dig in to reach like my target audience that I really wanted to reach. Like my first project, I feel like that was a test run of like I was going through a lot of stuff in Atlanta. I had sold everything, moved out there, was sleeping on the floor. I was even I was living with TJ my first eight weeks. I mean we both were TJ. So I was living with TJ my first eight weeks of being there and I sort of got thrown out on my own. And then after twenty nineteen I had moved to Chicago, you know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of things that I was doing while I was there, it was kind of like, you didn't have to do all of this to get to this point. You could have did this in a different way. And you still would have reached a lot more people and you would have been able to do it a lot at a more rapid pace. Because the thing is, everybody's fighting for your attention on this, your your attention on your cell phones. I'm not just going against other independent artists. I'm going against mainstream artists. I'm going against stuff that's happening in the world, like this whole George Floyd situation. If I drop a tape, if I would have dropped the tape the day that he passed away, I mean, granted, his his death is way more important than music. So mm-hmm. I want to put that out there. But if you work hard on a project, you want to try to drop it on a day that nothing, another, not another big event happened because you want people to pay attention. You know what I mean? And that's another thing people don't realize. Like, and now you never know what's going to happen at any day at any time. You know what I mean? So like, it's about making the product quality and just keep promoting because even if you drop something on a day and then an event happened that you didn't know was going to happen and everybody's talking about that instead of music, you still got to continuously promote yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my thing is I want to focus on continuously promoting myself. My thing is I'll post it, you know, people will support, and then that'll be it. I want to continuously support because even if I post the same song that got 10,000 views last year. That's only 10,000 people. It's 7 billion people in the world. So there's still a lot of people. That's new music. You know what I mean? So I want to focus more on the marketing side, but my goal is about to push the same project. That makes sense. You hit on it. I know I got two questions. I got a couple more minutes left. Uh, you're a black man. I'm a black man. George right. Floyd, how do you feel, right? Like, how? what is... I mean, obviously, you're not speaking for all black people. I don't think anybody can have that type of power and that influence that I can speak for right. everybody. But speak for yourself. How do you feel? 
man, I'm so I'm outraged by it. You know what I'm saying? But my whole thing is this is how I view it. I what Minneapolis is doing right now, you know what I'm saying? You know, like when I first got like I'm an alpha. Martin Luther King was an alpha. And he promoted peace. The way I grew up, I promoted peace. Honestly, the thing, the same thing keeps happening. See a black man get killed, we'll protest, and then we'll disappear. And then a year later, it'll happen again. We're mad again. And a year later, it'll happen again. We're mad again. But when is that going to actually change? And I'm actually, I'm so pissed off by this. I am agreeing with what Minneapolis is doing right now. I don't agree with the whole looting and burning down schools and stuff like that. But you got to make the people in authority feel you. You know what I'm saying? You, we saw, all saw the video. He put his knee on his neck, and the man died. He telling you that he can't breathe. All you had to do was move. He could have stayed on the floor. All you had to do was take your knee off his neck, and he'll still be alive, and nobody would be riding right now. There's a racist. You have a lot of racist people in high power. You know what I mean? And a lot of things they're doing are intentional. You know what I'm saying? So it, it had me pissed off. Just like had everybody, I shed some tears. You know what I'm saying? But my whole thing is like, this is 2020. Um, Trayvon Martin died when? 2012? Yeah, 2012, 2013, yeah. Okay, yeah, 2012, 2013, and George Zimmer is still alive. Right. That's what, you know, stuff like that pisses me off. Even if a cop loses his job, probably not going to die. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Right, and just to keep their pension. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Do you still keep your pension? You probably was going to retire in the next year anyway. You know what I'm saying? So now this man's life is gone, and all you're going to do is get to retire a year early? That sounds like a privilege to me. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you got to make them feel it. You got to make them... I don't know, bro. It's hard for me. I don't want to get on social media from old violence because that's not who I am in, in my heart. But it's like, you what do, what do you do? Do we just protest and then next thing you know, another man who's watching this situation right now dies next year the same exact way and we're outraged again? Like, right. no, you. I feel like you take one of ours, the way Minneapolis is going, it's like, we got to take some of y'all. And I don't want to promote that, but I feel like that is the only way. Like, I feel like I'm agreeing more with Malcolm than Martin at this point. And it's probably because of outrage, to be honest. Yeah. Because I'm upset. Story of OJ, man. I mean, right. No matter what we do, what did Jay Z say? <laughs> so, yeah, right. um, it's just it's just the facts. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, our blackness is a problem, you know. So, right. uh, but look, I appreciate I appreciate you. Where can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Where can they get your album? Yeah, everywhere. So, if you stream through Tidal, Apple Music, YouTube, iTunes. Everywhere. All you got to do is type in KC and then last name Wembley. So KC is the first name, the letter K, the letter C, space, and then Wembley. W-I-M-B-L-U-I. And that, you can find me there on all social medias, too. Everything's the same. Everywhere. So. All right. Well, Kevin, I appreciate it. Y'all connect with Kevin. Get his album. He's work, He's about to drop the second one. The first one was amazing all the way through. Uh, but I appreciate you being on the podcast, brother. Love you, man. Until then, hey, love you, take man. care. All, all right. right.